4: Yes, you've got John McMullen and Jody McDonald. That means Mac-a-Mac here on Birds 365. It is a football Friday, and it's an actual football Friday because we're prepping for an Eagles game. Not till Monday night, but it will get here, and it will be a rematch of last year's Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we've got you for the next two hours to talk about the Birds and where they sit heading into the second half of the season. they played nine of their 17 games, so that's pretty much the second half. Both John and I will... Bemoan the fact that there are an
5: odd number of games. Sixteen, in man! I need sixteen games, Joe. We're eighteen.
4: It just needs to be an even number. You can't be on an odd number there, Roger Goodell. I don't want to kill
5: everybody. The NFL wants to do that, but uh, so I'll go back to sixteen. But we oh, all yeah. know, much also. Yeah we're you're going right. eighteen eventually. You are,
4: you are a much nicer guy. I'm a realist. It's going eighteen. It's not going. Oh, back. I, I it's know it's going forward. eighteen. It's only a matter of time. All right. And it's only a matter of time before the Eagles and the Chiefs take the field. Uh appreciate those of you streaming in. Yeah, we we're a minute late because yours truly got caught up uh doing preparation for the show. Oh shoot, they rang uh, Sandra rang the phone. Jody, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I just haven't hit the button yet. My bad. I apologize for that. And uh glad to know, don't usually check the uh, streaming guys this early in the show, but uh gotta appreciate mid-supply who checks in and says. I got sent home from work today so I can watch Purge 365. Why'd uh, you get
5: sent home from I, work? That's uh, not a good sign.
4: I I don't know if it is or it isn't mid-supply, but thank you for not only streaming in, but telling us you're here for the whole show because you got sent home from work. Hopefully it's just a, a Friday thing and uh, you'll be good to go. Monday to get ready to talk about the Eagles and the Chiefs. When it seems, Johnny Mack, like the Eagles are going to have a healthy quarterback out there on the field. Jalen Hurts returned to practice with no accoutrement on his injured knee or was injured knee, hopefully was injured knee, Uh, and uh, at least the video I saw. He was moving around pretty good there on the field for the portion of practice you were able to watch, how Jalen Hurts looked.
5: Yes, sand sleeve. I think that's the most important part. I pretend like we can tell the difference between, uh, uh, you know, but we get to see Practice very little, uh, very little of value to be honest. So, um, you know, we're not going to know until kickoff, but the fact that he's not wearing the sleeve is, is got to be taken as a positive. So, um, you know, maybe he was just trying it out. Maybe it'll be back on today. Who knows? But, uh, clearly he had mentioned before the buy that selfishly this came at a perfect time for him. It seems to have come at a perfect time because. You know, love to see that threat in the running game back into the Eagles' offense. I think that makes them much more dangerous and uh, uh, much more difficult to deal with. Uh, and I think, you know, and we're going to talk about it because we're going to have Paul Domowich on. He does a stat pack for Jacobsports.com. He started with the running game, so it's a perfect week to talk about it. Um, hadn't been good since Jalen's knee injury and we can debate the reasons why you and I are on the same page, Thomas is a little bit different. Um and we'll talk about it, but you know. And, and and I think it's not again, it's not about him. You know, I got a I got the question on another show last night over under 60 yards. Not about it's not about the yards for me. It's about the threat of the opposing defense opening up things for DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell. Let me see the threat. I buy into
4: that with Jalen hurts and his running game. I believe in the threat. There's the production and then there's the threat. Yeah, I don't believe that about Quez Watkins, but I do with Jalen Hurts that the threat is actually there and it makes the other team play differently. So you and I do see that the same. It would be fun to talk to Dom about it. He sees it a little bit differently. So getting Jalen back and looking good, and you're right, we won't really know till they snap the ball on Monday as to uh, how much he is more freely playing in the backfield. But we did get actual good news. Bradley Roby back out on the field uh, will be – in the lineup for the Eagles, probably starting. The coach wouldn't commit to that yesterday, which I thought was funny. Wouldn't only... commit
5: to him playing. What do you <laughs> get? Starting. He wouldn't even yeah. commit to him playing. Uh, uh, that's he... that's Nick. Uh, yeah. He's playing. He's starting. Um, feel very very comfortable in that. Uh, he was out there taking the first team reps and individual work in the slot, and yeah, it's going to be Bradley Roby, and uh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good thing for the eagles it
4: is a good thing because the guys who have been manning it the last couple of weeks have been not good abused pick and choose whatever descriptive (laughs) adjective you want to use uh they need an upgrade there and bradley roby will be an upgrade how big an upgrade we'll find out um he's played in two games he's played better than what they've had out there when he hasn't played but it's been weeks. He came off the scrap heap. He didn't have a preseason. Um, is he going to go in there and just play shut down uh, a corner? That I don't know. And I think some people are suggesting that the uh, problem has been solved. The problem has been lessened. Has lessened. it been solved? Yeah. yeah. No.
5: Well, I so. mean, they, they they picked the guy off the street in, in, in season. Right. I mean, there's a... How he's created that market and and it exists. I forgot there was another player talking about waiting for his uh, waiting for his, the perfect situation. I forget who it was, but I just saw it this week. I'll try to uh, remember. But you know, Lindball Josephs back in Buffalo probably hasn't made the right decision this time uh, for Lindball because Buffalo is not going in the right direction, but um and and that's the reason i do think bradley could have had a job if he wanted one um in camp and all that kind of stuff but yeah i mean shutdown slot corners aren't on the market uh long so you know but is it going to be better of course it's going to be better uh, he knows how to play the position right away that's better uh they they've been throwing out guys and You know, give a hat tip to Sidney Brown and Eli Ricks. Never played the position before. Had to be thrown into the fire. You know, persevered. They won games. Um, It was ugly at times, but that's the best you can hope for when you're as deep down on the depth chart as the Eagles were at that position. And two other guys who
4: are going to have to play well in this game coming up on Monday. Uh, At least I think that's the way the coverage is going to go oftentimes are the two Eagle safeties. And Reed Blankenship has had a very good year as a first-year starting cornerback for the Eagles. We know his backstory, undrafted free agent, minimal signing bonus. We know how far he's come in pretty much a short period of time. Um, He's had a couple of mediocre games. He's had some very good games, but he's going to have to have a very good game because he's going to draw a lot of responsibilities on uh, Travis Kelsey on Saturday, if not Kevin Bayard. And Bayard, we all uh, praise Howie Roseman when he went out and acquired him, uh, former Pro Bowl level safety who's getting up there in years. But we think he's still got enough left in the tank. He said two okay games since he's coming here? John, how would you describe the two games that uh, Bayard has had since uh, putting on the Green?
5: Yeah, okay. Average. It wasn't great. But uh, you know, again, mid season, I think it'll get better as as he learns the defense, he learns um and gets that chemistry. Remember, now you have you have four really veteran guys in the secondary with Slay, Bradbury, Roby and and Bayard, and then you have Reed Blanketship. The second year player's got a really high football IQ. So I think the uh communication part of it's gonna really get better in the second half of the season. Um, and interesting buyers had a lot of success against Travis Kelsey over the years. Now, again, um, um, you know, is he the same player he was when he was an all pro probably not. Um, and Kelsey's still going at a high level, but he was talking yesterday and he gave some interesting sort of insight because you're always saying, how was, is, how was is, uh, Travis Kelsey always open? Yeah, And 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 Bayard was saying, you know, he, he, and I'm trying to pull it up. He said, I won't say I know how he runs his routes or understands because he doesn't really run routes based on X's and O's or lines on a piece of paper. He and Patrick Mahomes have a great rapport. He's going to be a safety valve. He's going to look for him in zone. And you don't want to leave a lot of space. So he tries to be more aggressive with him. I know he's going to run double routes. The, now, here's the key part. The first route isn't going to be the one that beats you. It's when Mahomes starts scrambling. He does the scramble drill. He gets open. He's really good with the ball in his hands, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, those two, we talk about chemistry all the time. Those two are like in sync. And so he knows what Patrick's thinking, Kelsey, vice versa. Um, and, and, and they, they kind of beat you that way, which I think upsets a lot of people, you know, because when you say, well, it's not really schemed, but that's what Patrick Mahomes does. And he and he was talking about, I say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. And Kevin used that same word when he was talking about Mahomes. He's relentless to the the play isn't over until the play is over. And it might be. You might have them third and thirteen, and it's just backbreaking. We see it all the time if you're an Eagles fan, where the Eagles look bad, play bad, play, then bang, Jalen just makes a play, and it's that's the exact word I use. It's it's freaking relentless on the defense. Patrick Mahomes has been been doing that in Kansas City for even longer, and he's relentless. The play is never over. Direct quote from from Kevin Byard. That's the main thing. So, you know, that's how difficult he is to play. A little insight. Very smart player, Kevin Byard. So he knows what he's talking about. And,
4: oh, by the way, John, I've looked up a bunch of uh, Kelsey, um, homes to Kelsey passes, touchdowns and the like, and never did they put in parentheses on schedule or off schedule. They, they never denote that. So anyone who said, oh, it wasn't part of the scheme. Yeah, it is. That's part of the scheme. The, the offensive coordinator knows that if Jalen gets forced from the pocket, Jalen, uh, Mahomes gets forced from the pocket and he's got to make something up on the fly. Yeah, those two guys are going to be able to do it. Doesn't make it any less of a play or less of an accomplishment. That's no, but you great. know,
5: in the Super Bowl, I'm not I'm not saying it It doesn't make any difference. I'm saying people like to say, well, the Eagles got out coach in the Super Bowl and he out-schemed him. Um, A lot of times, and again, I bring up the Sky more touchdown because NFL films got the mic. They were mic'd up, and they they ran they lined up wrong. They ran the wrong play. But Patrick Mahomes improvised in the moment, and it looked brilliant. And that's kind of what I'm talking about.
4: Yeah, uh, 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 whether it was scheme, whether it was luck, whatever it was, it
5: was wasn't it was. luck wasn't luck it was a really good quarterback making the most of a bad situation is what it
4: was and that's who the Eagles will be facing this week which i was kind of intrigued yesterday i saw the seriani stuff uh and a couple of players quotes afterwards uh jordan my with his the confetti is falling on my head is about the only guy who's said that yeah this game is more than just game number 11 of the 2023 season that this is something that yeah he will still have the taste in his mouth when he goes out there on the field everybody else is trying to downplay it at least in part and i get it that you don't want to be obsessed with it That you don't want to just lose your usual focus for a regular season game you need to try and have a balance But I think the attempt to downplay the game and not think it is a more than just a regular season game because it's Kansas City again, I think is almost laughable. And some guys are trying to do that. And the fact that uh, they're going to view the videotape the same as they do any other going back and checking the last time we played them type team. It's the Super Bowl video. Come on. We know it's more than that. And oh, by the way. They didn't go back and review the tape afterwards. Anytime you have a game during the regular season, you go back and see what you did the week before. They didn't do that last year. The season was over. Everybody scattered to the winds, unfortunately, after the Eagles lost. Uh so I'm I'm not buying into the whole it's just another game thing. Are you? Um not
5: I'm I'm not. No, not completely. I think there's human nature. but I, I asked Jordan about that quote because he said it on the radio, and he he, he more clearly defined he said it's simple. when I said uh, I, I, when I said what I said uh, about it being personal, yeah, it's personal to me. I know I'm not going to get back that championship. I'm not going to get rings back, but it's just me. I don't want to go out there and lose. I hate losing it's simple i don't like losing and that's all it was just want to get out there it's one game it's one of 17 it's the next name next game so um yeah i mean they're competitive they don't like losing that's that's the thing and that's sort of what jalen hurts the same mentality like he doesn't like losing it doesn't matter who right could be could be Playing pickup basketball in the care Complex Auditorium. You don't want to lose. Um, Jordan Mylata doesn't want to lose, and they lost. So from that perspective, yeah, it's very competitive. Um, but again, I go back to before the buy. Like Nick said, the same stuff, and he always says the same stuff. And he said it again yesterday. It's one of seventeen. It's you know you got to go one and zero this week. Well, after the game, he was way more fired up than he usually is for beating the Cowboys. But in, in the regular season, I, and I said it yesterday, Dallas is a bigger game than Kansas City in the regular season. It just is. Um, for where the Eagles want to go, number one seed, you know, first you got to win the NFC East, then, then you got to get the number one seed. That's That's a bigger game. So from that perspective, um, it, it, it's a little bit different. But they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose any game. They don't want to lose to Buffalo. They don't want to lose to San Francisco. They don't want to lose to the Jets, and they lost to the Jets. But Right,
4: but let me ask you about Sirianni, because you said this last week, and I, I certainly understood and I agree with you. This is a little more to him, Andy Reid, than just, Any other coach on the coaching staff, he can deny it, he can say it's just one of 17. All he wants, he's 0 2 against Andy Reid. And I don't think Nick Sirianni, like Siri Sirianni, has a good grasp on how he's looked at across the league nationally. He's got his own Philadelphia perceptions with guys like you covered the team day in and day out, Eagle Nation, all the fans, but he also has a grasp on the way that he's looked at nationally. And you can look it up. He's 0-2 against Andy Reid, and I don't think the coach likes that. So uh, I don't buy. No, it. he does. Look. And
5: I asked Zach about that because I get that feeling with Nick all the time. But and and Zach Zach Berman, I'm talking about. He he, you know, he brings up because he's the same way with when there's guys like McDaniel earlier this season. Like there was something extra. Yeah, because McDaniel was getting all the flowers. So, like Andy's a really good coach. Mike McDaniel's doing a great job early in his coaching career. You know, he's the player of the month, blah blah blah. And Nick's like, you know, what the what the hell? Look at look at my record. Um, so, and 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 Zach said it was a little bit more with the McDaniel's and the McVeys of the world. But yeah, he doesn't like losing. And he uh, and, and he's like, Now he wasn't supposed to beat Andy the first time. The second look that they think they, 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 that organization thinks they blew the Super Bowl. I mean, they do. They do. Howie was inconsolate. Uh, yeah. He's a, how do we lose to this freaking team? Essentially, um, they, they were firm belief that they shot themselves in the foot and last of the Super Bowl. You can argue anything else, but that's their belief. Um, so from that perspective, they want to prove something. No doubt about
4: it. And it uh, will happen on Monday night when these two teams meet for the first time since, yes, the red confetti fell on the field in last year's Super Bowl. Uh, he's McMullen. on am McDonald. I see Paul Domwich is ready to rock and roll with us. He's in the green room. We'll punch up our buddy from the 33rd team and the jacobsports.com uh, football package. We'll talk uh, Eagles and Chiefs with Paul downwich next here on Birds 365.
6: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
0: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving up a good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six.
1: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
7: On three. One, two,
4: three. Because
1: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
4: are joined by the always well quaffed uh paul Damoich here with us on uh football friday damo the kansas chiefs are the eagles next opponent and some people are trying to make you believe it's the same as any of the other 16 regular season games
5: they're playing you buy any of that, that. <laughs> i said the other 16 regular oh, oh okay you got me
7: when You're you right. say uh that some people are looking at that. Are you talking fans, players, coach?
4: Yes. Uh, who will be on the sideline in Kansas City on Monday. Coaches and players.
7: <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah, there's some of that. But, I mean, they got five games ahead of them that are going to dictate their uh, immediate fate this year. So, I mean, I, I if they were meeting in the playoffs, it would be a different story. Uh, I mean, this, this game, obviously, there's a little bit of vengeance involved. Um but I mean they've got too much of their season, too many big games left to to to, to kind of focus too much on this one.
5: Yeah, I, I, I was talking about the Dallas game pre buy. That was the same thing, Tomo. And you know, Nick was all week, you know, and he brings up he made a mistake with the beat Dallas T shirt in his uh first game against Dallas as a rookie head coach. Um, but he still talks about it. He still bring he still brought it up and talked in the meeting. Um I think it's just way of his sort of manipulating what he wants from the players after the game, after they won, after they survived, he was a lot more fired up. He's always a fired up guy, but he's a lot more fired up than usual. I think the Dallas game in the regular season, obviously is bigger than the Kansas city game. Um, Now, if they meet again in the super bowl, it's a different conversation, but I, I mean, Dallas is, that's their game. You think yeah. that's right or not?
7: Yeah, I mean, just look at the, the the reality of the situation and of these next five games. The most important of these five are the two against the NFC teams, San Francisco and Dallas, because they're going to beating them helps you get the number one seed. Lose, you know, you you're going to win. I mean, the bet the, they're an ideal scenario in these next five games probably for them is to go three and two win three out of five if san francisco and dallas are two of those three wins it's it's beautiful for them because it it it, it, it helps their number one seed chances beating <laughs> kansas kansas city is is more personal than uh advantageous as far as that seed's concerned
4: agree on that front all right Damo on your stat pack uh, that's up on jacobsports.com right now uh you talked about something that john and i have been talking about for weeks now here Uh, The fact that the Eagle running game just isn't as good as it was last year and trying to figure out why John and I kind of believe that Jalen Hurts is a major reason why they're not as good as they are. His inability to run and the fact that defenses know about his inability to run. Therefore, I know the RPOs, they're just giving more attention to the running back who the ball could be handed to, and it's just not been as effective as it was last year with Miles Sanders when Jalen was capable of breaking off 25, 30, 30, 40-yard runs. Um, You think there's more to it than that. Why do you think the Eagle running game is off?
5: Well, I mean,
7: Jalen's certainly a factor, and it's not necessarily because of the injury. Uh, Starting with week one this year, teams were focused on him. Uh, whether it was in the red zone or the rest of the field, they were not going to let him beat them. I mean, that was that was priority number one for them. He wasn't going to beat them with his legs. Um, so, But, I mean, I mean, my feeling is you look at the numbers. His numbers right now are not all that different than they were nine games in the last year. Um, you know, he's, sec- he's, he's, he's second in the league in rushing first downs right now, largely because of the tush push. But still, I mean, he's been productive in that respect uh i mean my feeling is that the offensive line isn't getting the job done and you can't and you can't blame it strictly on jalen i mean this is this line should be able to run on anybody um i think part of it's the line i think part of it's the play calling I, i i mentioned in the story i was talking to brian baldinger who knows offensive line play and you know knows this offensive line better than anybody and he said you know he does those breakdowns on twitter uh and he doesn't even bother doing them on Malata and Landon Dickerson anymore because they don't run behind them. I mean, last year, you know, that was where they went. I mean, that was a heavy part of their run game was just having whoever was carrying the ball, get behind those two big behemoths and, uh, and gain five yards at a clip that ain't happening this year. You know, last four games, Deandre Swift has one 10 yard run. Uh, You know, things like that, that, make me believe it's more than just you can't pin all of this on on an injured quarterback the last four games they're averaging 3.1 yards per carry
5: well damo i i would say and and obviously baldy as you mentioned those offensive line play just about as good as anybody and does tremendous breakdowns um and certainly i you know if the eagles aren't running the football behind Jordan, my and Landon Dickerson. That doesn't make a lot of sense with all that beef on, on the right. left side. I know their grades, their run blocking grades from PFF are tremendous. Um, and, and I, Jody and I aren't blaming Jalen hurts for the lack of efficiency in the run game. What we're saying is because he's not healthy that that has, you know, he manipulates so much spacing on the opposing defense. And as you mentioned early in the season when he was healthy and he wasn't successful, but teams were trying to take him away. Now, since the knee injury, it seems like they're saying, well, we don't have to worry about that. And then it's like, DeAndre Swift, from my perspective, and Kenny Gainwell, from my perspective, are sort of left to their own devices, and I think they're not they're they're not bad players, but I don't think they're top tier players. And I think without that boost they get from Jalen Hurts, I I think that's the big issue. And uh, Jody can chime in as well.
1: No. Did I you said, it?
4: well, John, that's John and I. We don't always see everything eye to eye, but we see this exactly through the same lens. Jalen, and and let me take it one step further, get your take on this, Damo. The first couple of weeks of the season, as you noted, you believe that the other team said, We're not letting Jalen Hurts beat us with his legs. I think there was some of that, but there were more than even just a handful of plays when Jalen Hurts, after he escaped the pocket, got by the first line of defense went into a slide he didn't do much sliding last year he did several slides this year ran out of bounds i remember last year a couple of times he's running out of bounds and then at the last minute he would turn up field and he'd try and either dance along the line and get those couple extra yards knowing he's going to be pushed hard out of bounds and or just uh, get a shoulder in there and try and extend the play he's not doing any of that this year We can speculate on whether it's Jalen's idea or it's Nick Sirianni's idea or Brian Johnson's idea or Howie Roseman's idea that they thought, listen, Jalen, you're a $250 million man now. We can't be taking as many risks as we did previously. I just don't think he's the same quarterback that he was. The last couple of weeks, you can write off to the knee. Previous to that, I don't think he ran the same way he did last year. And I'm not even saying it's a wrong decision. I'm just saying the evidence is it hasn't helped the other aspects of the Eagles running game. Do you think Jalen's playing the game differently this year?
7: He is. Uh, now, whether, you know, I mean, I, if you look Jody, at the progression of most quarterbacks that can move like Jalen, as they get better as passers, they typically tone down the running. Uh, sure. I, I think that's a part of it here. He's just, he's you know, we've seen the last three weeks how good he's been in the pocket. Um, but I mean, I think they told, I mean, look at the last two years, he's gotten to the finish line to the end of the regular season, banged up, not a hundred percent, not in an ideal situation going into the playoffs. Um, and I think they wanted to change that this year, both he and Johnson and Sirianni were hoping You know, don't take as many chances. Play it safe. You know, it might cost us a couple yards here on a play when you slide. uh, But in the long run, it'll benefit us. So, I mean, I think it's a conscious decision to play it more cautious. But I also think there's a progression here with him getting better as a passer and, and kind of not feeling he needs to run as much.
5: Right. All right, Tom, let's keep it on the offensive side. Um, the other big issue this week is Dallas Goddard, who's going to miss uh, multiple games with a fractured forearm, had surgery. Eagles still haven't placed him on IR, so that indicates they think he might have a chance to be back for that fourth game, which would be the the game at Dallas. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Um The Eagles went through this last year. They lost Dallas for five games with the broken glenoid bone in his shoulder. They didn't change much from a personnel perspective, but they kind of shifted from a target perspective. Uh, They didn't throw the ball. They played Jack Stoll, but they didn't throw the ball to Jack Stoll or Grant Calcaterra. They kind of shifted to more Devontae Smith, more Quez Watkins at the time. This year, it would be more Devontae and Julio Jones. Or is Albert O? They have a little bit of a wild card. You know, he's athletic. He can. He's had some success as a receiver in Denver. Calcaterra is, was back as a full participant in practice. He's a year older. Those are the receiving options. Are we going to get more from the non-Dallas Goddard? receiving tight ends or is it just julio julio let's hope julio has something left in the tank
7: yeah i mean i don't know my guess is that you know they're going to stick with the mostly 11 personnel and, and do as they have uh you're right stole i think last year in the five games that he uh replaced uh, goddard he played three quarters of the snaps uh they played more 11 personnel last year that uh, after goddard got hurt than they did even when goddard was in but they didn't throw it you're right they didn't throw to stole i think he caught seven passes in those five games you know he's a, he's a guy who's going to catch a short pass for you every now and then that's pretty much what he is got good
5: hands i think he had seven targets seven catches oh, yeah, I yeah. I,
7: and I, I have nothing to go on uh, for this but i mentioned in the in the column you know they, they've in they've in the games against I, th- I think it was Dallas two weeks ago and against uh, the Jets they used twenty one personnel about five times. Uh, that's two running backs, uh, yeah. a tight end, and now would be a good time to think about using it without Goddard in there. Uh, it it gives you another receiver, uh, gives you blocking help uh, to chip on the you know when guys are coming in. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I think it would work. Uh, but this isn't a twenty-one personnel team. Yeah, no. I don't unless you know. I mean, I think Nick just
5: woke up in horror. Now he's already up. He gets up early, but yeah, if he's going to be forced to run twenty-one, he's gonna ooh, he's gonna have nightmares. Yeah, I mean, you look. They 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 used it I think three times against the
7: Jets, and it looked on two out of three. Right. Well, you know
5: where I think that works? Um, who did I see that with? When when you line up a, a receiver in the backfield. I think you can get them lost a little bit. McVay used to do that a lot early in his tenure with the Rams. And for whatever reason, um, you know, people aren't paying attention. I don't know. You have a wide receiver in the back. Debo Samuel Cobb does it all the time. I saw it with Jordan Addison watching uh, Kevin O'Connell, who's a Sean McVay guy. They line up those guys in the backfield, and defenses don't know what to do that I'd like to see with Devonte Smith or probably not AJ but Devontae, I think that might work with Devonte and by the way it helps Devonte get off the line you know he's not the biggest guy in the world I hear you but I mean these
7: two guys Gainwell and 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 Swift while they don't have the body of Debo they've got the skill set of Debo uh you know they, they they can run the ball they can they can run routes I mean I, I just think it's it's an intriguing uh, thing that they can should consider that is, by
5: the way, Tom. that is the nicest thing anybody said about Kenny Gainwell, he's got a similar <laughs> skill skill set as Debo Samuel.
7: Well, there's a lot of a <laughs> lot of Gainwell trashing going on this year. <laughs>
5: well, I Debo's a great player, great player. I'm not gonna, Swift would be closer, but I'm not gonna. That yeah. he's 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 kind of different. I, but I, is yeah. it? Let me ask
4: you both about Swift. When he came in, a lot of people were excited because they thought a big part of his game was ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And once I say catch the ball out of the backfield, you even have to define that. Is he lining up as a running back? Is he lining up in the slot? Is he lining up as a wide receiver? It does change the dynamic, but I'll just leave it at catch the ball as DeAndre Swift. He hadn't done a whole hell of a lot of this year. I'd like
5: to see a wheel route.
4: Right. Something along those lines. I, uh, when he was signed, what I think his number is going to be, I had him being much more effective in the passing game than he has been. Why do you think it hasn't come to at least my, now my expectations might've been too high. I might've put too much of a value on it, but in my opinion, it hasn't been as big a part of their game as I thought it was going to be. Why do you think that is?
7: Well, I mean, catch-wise, he's about where I, I thought he would be, maybe a little under. I mean, he's got 30 catches in nine games. Uh, I mean, I figured he'd be around 60 this year uh, at minimum. W- what what he hasn't done is, is gain much with those catches. He's averaging like less than six yards a ca- uh, catch, I think. Yeah,
5: five and a half. four point nine? By the way. I mean,
7: yeah, I mean, typically when you've got a situation like that, you kind of put the blame on the on the on the scheme and the play caller, uh, because I mean, this is a guy that's that's got great yards after the catch ability. He's just not, you know, you, you watch when he catches a pass, you watch when Gainwell catches a pass. There's somebody there. I mean, they're not they're not being scheme to get open uh, very much. Uh, and I think that's where they've got to do a better job offensively, get these guys open, whether it's on a wheel route, whether it's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get those two open. Uh, you know, they line them up a lot on the outside, but they don't, you know, nothing much happens. Uh, but catch wise, I mean, right now the the running backs have, I, I believe they've got 48 catches in nine games. They have 48 catches all of last season. So they are throwing to them. It's just not being very productive at this point.
5: Yeah. I, you know, I, it, it's been forever, but I was thinking about that uh, before week one. Um, DeAndre Swift, it was a big thing at practice when they cl- obviously getting ready for the regular season. So Damo knows we get 10, 15 minutes of practice. And uh, DeAndre Swift was working out with the receivers, and it was a big deal. Like, what is, DeAndre Swift doing with the receivers and uh, the Eagles always do this for a reason. They're trying to get new England, obviously, to, Oh, he's going to be receivers. <laughs> they, they, they don't even throw him the football. The best example of that when Jalen Hurts got hurt in Chicago, they were playing that game and Damo knows they were saying, well, he might play, he might play. You know, no chance he was going to play. And they had the Friday practice at Lincoln financial field. And as Dombo knows, they try to keep us as far away as possible. On that day, they were like, hey, Jalen's over there. Why don't you go take some pictures? <laughs> they're, they're inviting us right up. So you know something's up when the Eagles are are trying to feed you information. Uh, but with DeAndre Swift, I'm a little surprised. This I don't think, and I've been saying it for a long time, Jalen is not a dump-off guy. So, I think to get him involved, you have to call plays for him. Wheel Mm -hmm. routes. You have to get him down the field. And they just don't do that. But I got a tough time complaining because I'm in a camp where I don't think Dallas threw the football enough to C.D. Lamb. And he caught, what do you have, 12 catches in that game? Right, Um, 11. Yeah, 11. They didn't cover him. Why why are you stopping? Just to get somebody else involved? So, you know, they've had so much success getting the ball to A.J. Brown and to a lesser degree Devontae Smith. Do I really need to get other people involved if they're not stopping those guys? Those are my best options. So I'm sort of torn. Where are you with that, Dama? I mean, my
7: feeling is, I mean, A.J. Brown's right now one of the best, you know, two wide receivers in the league probably. But somebody's gonna slow him down somewhere. It might be in the Super Bowl, you know, it might be in the divisional round, but somebody's gonna figure out a way to, to to neutralize him. And you better have some options. And that's why I think it's dangerous at this point to just put all your uh, chips on the deep ball to him or the deep ball to Devontae. You know, I, I think you know, you look at any other great offense in this league, San Francisco, Kansas. Well, Kansas City's not great right now. Uh but I mean, you know, they're very diversified, like this team was last year. Uh, when if you stop the r- pass, they'd run all over you. If you stop the run, they'd throw all over you. We're not seeing that yet, even though you look at the numbers. I mean, they're they're certainly up at the top yeah. uh, in and everything else. It's just there's something off about this offense uh that kind of concerns me.
4: All right, Dom. Well, let's flip it over to the other side of the ball. And even though the Eagles players and coaches want to try and make you believe that the last time they played the Chiefs was just another game. They played it in late February for all the marbles, but it's just another game. And that's how they're looking at this one. I coming don't up. think it's they just,
5: said the Super Bowl was just another game. That's a tough sell. Right, well, <laughs> That's a tough sell.
4: Uh, Nick Sirianni did say we viewed the tape and we viewed it like we viewed every other game that we played before the team prior to. It had a little bit more emphasis on me. That's just me. Um, But last year in that game, unfortunately for the Eagles, and I said this here on Birds 365, they were adversely affected by the field condition in the Super Bowl last year. They've got speed outside rushers who are not able to use their speed the way they usually did because of that field. Now it was bad for both teams, and I don't think it was the sole reason or even the main reason why the Eagles lost that game, but I think it had an adverse effect. There's a chance for rain on Sunday, so they might not be playing in perfect conditions uh, this Sunday as well when they face off against the Chiefs. I'm um, setting the over under sack number at two and a half, not the seven and a half that I set it against the Commanders earlier this year. Kind of overstated that one. Uh, two and a half sacks of Patrick Mahomes on uh, Monday night. You thinking the under or the over, Dama?
7: You know what? I'm going to take the under. Uh, just not because their rush isn't going to be uh, effective, dry or wet. Uh, it's just that he gets rid of the ball. I mean, what's he been sacked 12 times this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he just doesn't get stuck with the ball. He'll throw it into the ground, throw it at a running back's feet. He always has an option. He's as good as anybody. At, you know, he's, he's as good as anybody since Brady at just dumping the ball when uh, rather than avoid the sack. Yeah. Can he win I'm the, the game with only
4: be. two sacks? I'm sorry. What can Eagles win the game with only two sacks?
7: Sure. I mean, if they can. I mean, if they get the pressure on him to hurry him into throws. I mean, look, Kansas City's offense isn't very good.
5: Uh No, you know, they're averaging. They're averaging. I, 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 I think it's better get the ball out of his hands quickly because he's going to kill you when he extends the play. That's when it he's going to kill you. It is, except he's getting it out of his hands to who? You know, he's got. He's,
7: you know, he's got Travis, meet the parents, Kelsey, and nobody else. Uh, you know, uh, so the problem is they don't know how to stop a tight end. So, you know, that's kind of a,
5: you know, it's, it's why kind Kevin of like Kevin Bayard's here now. Hopefully, um, he... Well, you hope. But given to, him, he's been here well, the last two I years. think, yeah, it, it hasn't been great, but it is a mid-season acquisition. He has had uh, tremendous success over the years against Travis Kelsey. Yeah, well, they're going to need to talk about on that yeah. well maybe Keller helps him out maybe he's uh you know maybe he's uh yeah, worried about the parents getting along who knows you
9: know
7: you, you had uh, written I think this morning about I mean the guys that are returning and I mean I, I think getting Roby back is going to be big uh yeah
8: yeah you know, he's a smart getting...
5: guy too I will yeah. say this Roby and Bayard you can tell they know how to play. That alone is going to make them better because nothing against Sidney Brown and Eli Ricks, but they're rookies who've never played the position before. So they're kind of running around. There's communication issues. I don't know how much these guys have left in the tank, but I know they know how to play. And I think that alone is going to make the Eagles secondary a little bit better. Um, But you mentioned that Kansas City offense – Boy, it's hard to say when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but I'm I'm like, and I, and I, I I I'm I'm going against my own judgment because I often criticize people who criticize the Eagles for not having style points. Yet here I am, I'm I'm looking at Kansas City and saying, I don't get it. I I but they're not good right now, offensively. Uh, but
4: um, let me let me jump in and defend Kansas City here. How many players do you think the Philadelphia Eagles have right now that have 100 yards of receiving on the year?
5: 100 yards re- total?
4: Total. 100 yards receiving for the year. How many Eagles?
5: Well, it would be A.J., Devontae, Dallas, uh, DeAndre. I think that would be it. Four. That would be? Swift and Four. Goddard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goddard. A.J.,
4: Devontae, Dallas, and Andre Swift. Four. How many mm-hmm. did the Kansas City Chiefs have?
5: Yeah, but they don't have anybody they can rely on. That's the whole Does point. it matter if you spread I, the I think ball around matter without matter getting because... back
4: to spreading the ball around? Which is better, give it to a small number of guys that many more times, or spread it around everybody.
5: Well, I well, that's what we we're talking about. I'm I'm before when I'm talking, like, um, I'd rather way, have AJ Brown who
4: doesn't want to look it up. The answer is nine. Kansas city's got nine guys with a hundred yards receiving or more. The Eagles have four. They just do it differently than the Eagles. doesn't make it lesser, but it's just different. They spread the ball around. You know what?
5: Uh, yeah,
7: go back and look at some of the Eagle teams, Jody, uh, back when they didn't have wide receivers. Uh, yeah. we always used to marvel about Donovan McNabb throwing eight guys in a game, nine games. He had to, <laughs> he didn't have a go-to guy. Uh,
5: you know, I mean, I, I go not like I'm not saying you can't. Win. Uh, uh, all right, I'll put it this way. So I'm going to I'm going to offer you a, a magical trade, uh, <laughs> Jody. Uh, you can have A.J. Brown and I'll take Rasheed Rice, McCall Hardman, Justin Watson, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. What are you taking? If you're Which talking you about
4: individuals, then, of course, there's no conversation. AJ yeah, Brown that, 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 that's my point.
5: I, I'm not throwing to those guys because I can throw to A.J. Brown. I, I don't want to throw to those guys. Now, I agree y- y- there's got to be some diversity, but until somebody stops the guy, um, I can't be overly concerned. And the Eagles have some diversity. They have Devontae Smith. They have Dallas Goddard. You know, Julio Jones is going to get more involved. We'll see, but that's a – I don't know how much is left in the tank, but I expect him to be more important in the second half without Dallas Goddard. Um, Yeah, they got a bunch of nobodies. I'll
4: I'll try this a different way. How has Patrick Mahomes, with such his lack of wide receiver talent on the team,
5: thrown for more yards than Jalen Hurts? He's the best player in the world. I'm not criticizing – Patrick Mahomes at all I think Patrick Mahomes elevates all those nothings uh to the. uh, I you know they're a top 10 offense amazingly and that's because of Patrick Mahomes and to a certain extent Travis Kelsey I don't want to leave Travis Kelsey out and they have a good offensive line they create especially on the interior they have a very good offensive line um so, I'm not saying they don't have good players, but I am saying they don't have good receivers. I am saying that. They they just don't have good receivers right now. And Dama lived it with Andy Reid here in Philadelphia with the James Thrashers in the world, the Todd Pinkstons. And the Eagles won a heck of a lot of games. Yeah. But it gets ugly at times when you don't have receivers to threaten uh, down the field. And, yeah, I just don't think... I think it's a testament to Patrick Mahomes. It is. I mean, look, go back and look at some of Tom Brady's receivers
7: in a, in a few of those years. I mean, I saw him get to the AFC Championship game one year where I think they lost to Indianapolis with guys that, you know, you wouldn't invite to dinner.
5: I mean, they were just bad. And, and, he, and then he got, he got Randy. Remember the got, one year he had Randy? Yeah. Uh, the first year. Uh, but, yeah. you, know,
7: you know, getting back to the, uh, I mean, whether it's thrown to Kelsey or the, you know, the cast of thousands that they have, they need their pass rush this week. It's not going to be so important that they get to Mahomes. Uh, they can't let him do what Dak did, what some other quarterbacks have done this year, which is extend plays. Uh, you let Mahomes get out of the pocket wow. and it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He'll find yeah. him. Oh. Uh, op- Open. They, you know, this would be a good good week for the mush rush. I mean, they need to just keep him in the pocket, and 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 if it, if it if it gives them a fraction of an extra uh, extra fraction of a second to throw, I think it would be worth it if you're keeping him in the pocket because it, 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 I think it would be a better strategy.
4: That's tremendously interesting. I hadn't even thought about the mush rush, which I think, if well called, well timed, can be a really effective play, but. Yeah. You need to be skilled at that. The Eagles have not had one play this year. I said to myself, "Ooh, that looks like a mush rush." Do we know that <laughs> they can even do the mush rush? That they have players that can do the. Damo, I think it's a great suggestion, but I got no bloody idea whether it would work or not.
7: <laughs> Either do I? You're right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I you're right. I don't think
7: they've used it at all. So now uh, no.
5: no, they're not. They're not breaking that out at yeah, this but, point. You know, it's interesting though because. I, I you know Patrick's weird in the in that I think people look at uh, uh mobile quarterbacks and they talk obviously you start with Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and even now if you want to go to Josh Dobbs and everybody forgets that uh Patrick Mahomes can can run the football because he doesn't do it a lot but when he does do it it seems to be a backbreaker like he did in the Super Bowl by the way um <clears throat> The Eagles are missing Nicobe Dean. Uh, I think we haven't talked a lot about that, Damo. Is that because Nicholas Morrow is better, or is it because um, uh, people just don't care about Nicobe Dean? Which one is yeah. it?
7: I mean, I've been, uh, before he got hurt, I was underwhelmed by, I mean, I'm, I was a big Nicobe Dean fan. Uh, I know everybody
5: he, was. And now it's yeah, like nobody talks
7: about it. Yeah, I don't think he played all that well. Uh, he was mainly relied on, you know, his coverage was not, it was subpar. Uh, the run, they rely on their front forward to, to stop the run, and they've done a good job with that. <clears throat> the linebackers, they've needed uh, in coverage, and, uh, you know, Nakobi has, you know, struggled some in that. So, I mean, I think Morrow will be fine. Uh, I don't think that's, you know, I think he'll be okay.
4: All right, last one for me, Damo. Um, I take it with the way you guys just uh, described Patrick Mahomes that he's the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP again, right?
5: Not so much probably, probably. I think this game will define. I mean, if somebody mm-hmm. has a big game, um, in other words, if uh, you know, Kansas City wins by two touchdowns, Patrick plays well, yeah, he's he's he he jumps ahead and he might already be ahead because well, of his he's, got, he's got to be ahead,
4: right? Because you just told me he elevates all this non
5: talent around well, him. Well, the best, the we best, don't player. say that
4: about Jalen, do we? Since he's got hey, AJ with Brown, all due
5: respect, and I, I've said with all due respect to Jalen Hurts, and I said Jalen Hurts, and I've said it pretty consistently. I said he was the best player on the field in Super Bowl 57, best player on the field. With all due respect to Jalen Hurts, if he's the best player again on the field and the Eagles win um on Monday night in Kansas City, the best player in the world is still Patrick Mahomes. I I mean, he's he's the best he's the best quarterback. And obviously, you know, because of the impact of that position, that's not going to change. Um now, a lot of people in, you know. They don't like to vote for the – I always go back to the NBA. Michael Jordan could have won the award every year. He didn't because people would get sick of voting for him. Um LeBron James, same way. Some people get sick of voting for the same guy. So, MVP, yeah. But Jalen has a chance to seize the lead if he plays well in this game and the Eagles win it pretty convincingly. That's how I see it. Domo. you agree with that, Damo?
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's just too early to. I mean, if you're looking for a midseason, uh, somebody to me to pick an M a midseason MVP, yeah, it would probably be Mahomes right now with, with Jalen a close second. But there's a bunch of guys that I, I think, think
5: Lamar's in there too. I think exactly Lamar's the
7: fortunes of their team and the way they perform in the next seven, eight weeks is going to decide whether it's one of those two, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Tua. I mean, there's a there's there's like I mean, right now I think there's just a big gaggle of people that you could put in the MVP conversation right now.
4: I agree with you; it's too early, but uh, I'm I'm kind of on the same page with John with this one. But maybe even more so on the outcome of the game, because Jalen outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP because his team won the game. Same thing this year, even though I think Jalen could put up as good, if not better, numbers than Mahomes. Got to win the game. Eagles' his teammates have to give him a helping hand here. he got to win the game. If he wins the game, I think he jumps to the lead of the MVP standings. If he doesn't, then it's unquestionably Mahomes. We can throw all those uh, Lamars, Purdy's, Tua's into the mix, but they're all looking up at Mahomes because he is Mahomes. Domo, always a pleasure. Appreciate you jumping in with us each and every single Friday. Now you're gonna wear that shirt all weekend. Is that your lucky shirt? You're gonna keep it on until Monday, or you're gonna wash it between now and Monday?
5: Well, I'll, pro- I'll probably put on a different one for tomorrow. You know, who who wears the same underwear? Somebody wears the same underwear to the game every week. Was that? Uh, is, I forget who that was, but uh, it's
7: from yeah. the Andy Reid Aloha uh, collection. Very
4: nice. We'll tell tell Andy, but we won't tell any of the people who are watching us right now that you're wearing Andy Reid wear going into the week, the games. By the way, Andy
5: did a conference call, Tomo. Only the old school coaches do conference calls. I give them a lot of respect for that. All these new guys, oh, I I don't have enough time. Can't make (laughs) 10 minutes. Yeah, they all run the same damn offense, but they can't spend 10 minutes on a conference call. I he got Philadelphia.
7: He'll always, <laughs> Philadelphia will always be. I mean, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame probably, even though he's going to win multiple. Has won multiple Super Bowls in Kansas City. He'll always be an Eagle. Yeah,
4: you think well, he's going in as an Eagle over the Chiefs?
5: Well, they don't really go in as something. In the yeah, right. It, it, it,
4: right. It's, yeah. it's There's no cap. Football, but...
5: They just have a bust. You don't have yeah. to pick in baseball. You have to pick a cap. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> So i a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for jumping in, bud. We'll talk to you again nice
7: next time,
4: which is stat pack on jacobsports.com. A must read for all you Eagle fans. Um, Although eh, John and I disagree with him a little bit. He's. giving Jalen Hurts a little bit more of a... And again, I have to pick and choose my words carefully here. It's not a critique or a criticism of Jalen. It's just a notation that because Jalen isn't as effective running, last couple of weeks, certainly understandable, with a bum knee, first couple of weeks of the season, at least my read was... He wasn't attempting to be as good or aggressive and productive as a runner as he once was, and it probably was very much a group decision. And I'm not even saying the decision is wrong, because I got $250 million. Invented the guy, you want to keep him on the field. But I just see it as the explanation as to why the Eagles running game from the running backs has not been as effective. He's blaming it on the offensive coordinator. What the hell are you doing? Why aren't you running behind my lot of Dickerson uh, on the left hand side? I think,
5: I think, uh, yeah, I'll get in trouble. I'm getting a lot. The running backs are average.
4: Yeah, I like the running backs a little more. Well, I know I like Swift. I think Kenny Gainwell is average at best, although the coaching staff still has more faith in him than it seems like uh, I do or the general public does. I still think you don't go for a buck 75 by mistake. Uh, I think there are, there are questions to be answered as to why Deandre Swift hasn't been as effective over the last several weeks. Could this be a breakout week for them against the chiefs? Their run defense is good. Not, uh, not, not, not like the Eagles Eagles have a much better run defense and chiefs do. What kind of numbers will Deandre Swift be able to put up? Uh, we know it's a showdown between Hertz and Mahomes and the ball will be flying, but, You need that balance. Who's going to be able to run it more this weekend? I would say history
5: is littered with big running games from average backs occasionally. Um, Most notably would be Timmy Smith in the Super Bowl. One guy I covered that nobody will recognize, Scotty Graham, I think once ran for 166. Um, It happens. Doesn't happen often, but it happens.
4: Understood, um, but he is still top five in the NFL in running at this stage. I know most of it came from two games, and you got to look at it, but the big picture is every single game. So they all count. So you can't, well, except for the 175 he got against Minnesota, except he got 175 against Minnesota. So he's a top five running back in the league as per how many yards he's rushed for this year. That, that, that's just, you can look that up uh, rather easily. He's McMahon, not McDonald. We are Macamac. a Birds 365, got a good guest coming for you in hour number two. Who would that be? Well, stick around and find out.
2: G-L-E-S, Eagles.
4: You got the mac mac guys. McVaugh and McDonald here on Birds 365, hour number two. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Right here. Right now. God, hit the like button. Because some of you will hit it again twice, depending on how long you've been an Eagle fan. And some people will go, why are they talking about ancient history? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I've been... Talking about the eagles for uh, thirty-four. This is thirty-fourth season, and a couple of names popped up today with stuff that's gone down that I hadn't thought about in a while. Johnny Mac, uh, let me take you back almost thirty years. Where were you in
5: nineteen ninety-four? Oh, God. come on! You're 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 requesting to get by my Alzheimer's. Nineteen ninety-four. Yes. Uh, Hmm.
4: Were you were you covering the National Football League yet, in
5: 1994? Um, what what year? 23, 29. Mm, maybe. <laughs> it, right. That would have been right at the cusp of starting. Okay. Uh,
4: so, the reason the reason I bring it up is, did you see this story that the Eagles yesterday officially released Bernard Williams? Do you recognize the name?
5: Yeah. Former offensive uh, tackle.
4: Right. Uh, Who was their first round pick in 1994. He was suspended twice in the 1995 season. The second time suspended and uh, for the entire year and had to ask reinstatement to get back into the league. I believe he was a Georgia guy. Georgia guy. Absolutely right. He never requested reinstatement. So he was never released by the Philadelphia Eagles. He was just on a list of players waiting for reinstatement. And has been on that list since 1994. And someone in the NFL office said, you know, we've got these guys around the league who are still technically on rosters because they've never asked for reinstatement that the team should really just like Release the guy if they want to, or if they can keep him on the roster. They want. It doesn't cost you a roster spot because it's a league exemption because they've suspended the player. You surely hell, sure as hell don't have to pay him. But as up until yesterday, Bernard Williams was on. Boy, I didn't Eagle even see roster. that.
5: I didn't, you didn't see I didn't, that. I did not even see it.
4: Ruben Frank had it today on NBC Sports Philadelphia. They
5: were it was officially probably on the wire. Yeah, I didn't check the wire yesterday. They
4: officially um, released Bernard Williams twenty nine years after he last played a game for the Philadelphia Eagles.
5: Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Now I'm checking it. Yeah, it was on the wire yesterday. Um, Miles Jack also from reserve retired. Um, uh, yeah, that's funny. I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't check the wire yesterday. That is, I didn't even know. Twenty
4: nine years later, the guy yeah. finally gets released, which is. <laughs> And I remember when I because I'm doing uh, the middays on WIP at the time. Oh and yeah,
5: first round pick. Yeah, big. He uh, was.
4: He came in and played well as a rookie, and then got into all sorts of trouble thereafter. And uh, yeah, his character was questionable. Alignment from Jordan.
5: I, 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 I I'm trying to look it up. I think he was a big marijuana guy. I think you know, he it was just drug, got born it was a drug related. Bit. Yep. Yeah, I think he was born a little bit too soon. It wouldn't be that big of a deal today. Um,
4: and afterwards, he went and played in every other league, the CFL, the XFL, whatever FL you could play in. He just never came back to the National Football League, never put on Eagle uniform.
7: Yeah, but he that's was released
4: think. yesterday. After 29 years, he's officially released by the Philadelphia Eagles. What Are if he'll make brilliant. a comeback?
5: Yeah. 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 yeah, put him on the practice squad. See if he's got something. <laughs>
4: they got they got enough positions to do that and uh one other name i want to take back to the 1990s uh you may or may not remember this uh but when Rick kotike got fired ray rhodes was hired as the next eagles coach
5: yeah the, and he brought in by the way the first and last uh defensive coach jeffrey Laurie will ever hire
4: you don't think he's ever going down that road again huh Probably probably not. You're probably right on that. But um do you know who Ray Rhodes's hire was as the Eagles special teams coordinator?
5: Special teams coordinator. No, that predates me. I would not know that. Okay, I uh, can
4: tell you because they weren't a great special teams during his era, and I used to take calls complaining about him all the time. Danny Smith was the special teams coordinator under Ray Rhodes. He has stayed in the league the entire time, even though people tried to run him out of Philadelphia, in the worst way when he was the special teams coach here. He has uh, continued on in the league since that's mid-90s and has been the Steelers special teams coach under Tomlin the entire time that Tomlin's been there. And he is now 70 years old. And he got injured this week at the end of the skiller game that he got pummeled on a play on the sidelines late in the game. And he like ripped up his entire shoulder. And he they recounted, I saw a fun story about it, that uh, he's taken a couple of shots on the sidelines. Danny's so into coaching that he doesn't pay attention to the plays when they're coming down. He continues to get wiped out but he's got a torn rotator cuff at age 70. Yeah, Still on the sidelines Mm -hmm. coaching, but now they don't know if he's going to be back for the season because he got messed up bad in the game. And I hadn't thought about Danny Smith in decades, decades. But I used to, oh, my God, the special teams. Why the hell is Danny Smith the Eagles special teams? What is Ray Rhodes thinking with Danny Smith as the special teams coach? He still Danny was taking some 90. heat
5: back then, huh, Jody? Like, yeah, it never changes. The coaches take a lot of heat. Um, yeah, and he's been around since. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still around. That tells you. You know, I, I'm I'm looking at the Eagles' 1995 coaching staff. By the way, um, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven assistant coaches and uh including danny smith um and then i'm trying to look at 2023 1 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19
8: 20 21 22
5: 23 <laughs> uh, kind of
4: 23 doubled in size over the uh, years uh yeah that's so there's very specialized aspects to coaching in the national football league this year in good form if you can do do the best that you can spend whatever money you can to have someone to be able to cover every aspect necessary uh but when i saw that that danny smith was just because the the two stories took me back to my roots talking eagles middays on wip Danny Smith and Bernard Williams. Yes, yeah, so know that I
5: they mean, were going to be. Topic- I love the fact he was. I love what I love about this story is it was taking heat. I people will never learn. Oh, oh, the most honest thing Nick Sirianni has ever said, Jody McDonald is, mm-hmm. "Show me a good coach, I'll show you a bunch of good players." Uh, I'll I'll tell you the mindset of the callers to
4: WIP at that stage um rich kotite got fired rich kotite was the whipping boy of the philadelphia fan base at that time everything was kotite's fault they can't go anywhere because of kotite 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 now kotite replaced a very popular coach in buddy ryan so he was first the guy who replaced buddy and number two the eagles had this very talented team that never got past the first round of the playoffs so kotite got crushed and to rich's uh downfall he said some foolish things over the years, bad quote, bad time. My plate sheet was running on me. I guess I should have had it laminated in the rain. That's
5: a good good quote. (laughs) I guess I should have had it laminated.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's what he said. And uh, that just got him crushed for years, not just weeks, years in Philadelphia. Um, So Ray Rhodes gets hired and people want to have faith and they want to have a coach they can believe in. So they, when the Eagles didn't get out of the gate the way they were supposed to, you had to have a whipping boy, special teams coach. Danny Smith stinks. Why is Danny Smith the special teams coach? You, you got to have somebody. You got to have a target. And they didn't want to target the head coach after uh, rejoicing in the fact that Kotite was done and fired. So Danny Smith became a Poor Danny boy
5: Smith. Day. Now I feel bad and even worse for him. And he yeah. took the heat. Yeah. He did, he took a lot of
4: heat back then. That's and and I hadn't thought about him in forever. And then I see, oh my god, he got rotator cuff on the last play of the game last week. Still doing these special teams and co- uh, coordinator duties for the Steelers. Funny stuff. All right. Uh, he's McMahon on McDonald. Coming up next, we got Broads Media joining us. Hunter Brody gonna jump in. We haven't had Broads on in a couple of weeks. I always have uh, fun when he joins us, brings a lot of energy. We'll see if he's got the energy necess- necessary this week because this is a big game. We're going to make Hunter make a pick. Did we even make – I don't think we made Damo make a pick, did
5: we? No, we didn't.
4: I, I mean, the game's
5: make. Monday, so I, I haven't yeah, So to make a pick.
4: Uh, thanks for thanks for the excuse. I should have made him make a pick, but that's on me. Uh, I will not forget with Hunter Brody, even though it's days in advance, and you can check his social media after the fact if he wants to change his mind. He can certainly change his mind. Uh, we'll get a pick and a feel for the upcoming game between Chiefs and Eagles from Hunter Brody next here on Birds Three Sixty Five.
2: G-L-E-X, Eagles.
4: You got the mag guys here on Birds 365, and we are joined by the biggest Al Horford fan here in Philadelphia.
5: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I hate
10: that man.
5: Why why does Al Horford just pick on the Sixers except when he was on the Sixers? Dude,
10: uh, I can't stand it. That fraud, man. I'll tell you what. Those three-pointers, the blocks. This is me on my toes right now. They're like this. They're
4: curling. Yeah, it should be because he kind of abused Joel Embiid the other (laughs) night. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I tell you that, that Joel's perimeter defense was brutally bad, and it was mostly because of Al Horford. But uh, we digress. Uh, We're not here to talk about the section. We're here to talk about the Eagles with Hunter Brody from Broads Media and uh, on YouTube. Uh, Check out his daily shows. Uh, Broads, Eagles Chiefs. Nick Sirianni's trying to tell me this week it's just another game. It's one of 17. They have to prepare for this the same way they prepare for every other one.
10: I'm not buying you. No, I'm not buying it either. And I think Jordan Myelata said it on WIP this week as well, did he not? When they were walking off the field the last time they saw this team, it was the wrong color confetti. So I mean I, I do understand where he's coming from. You know, you just you they probably prepare the same way for every single week. We're about to win this game. We can only focus about this game, this game, this game. So I do get it from a general sense, but um, come on, man. I mean, this team snagged this championship trophy right from your hands when you had a double digit lead at half and you yeah. thought you were going to win another Super Bowl. So um, no matter what he stresses, I think Jordan is saying what he's saying uh, tells you exactly where this locker room is. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, they know what opportunity they had in front of them that unfortunately didn't work for us. And, um, you know, they're going to be hungry to, to 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 beat their ass, I'd expect.
5: And they, but these new coaches, Hunter, they're like automatrons. It's about the process. It's not about the week, week, week to week league, situation to situation. You gotta go one and oh this week. And and you know, the Eagles being on the bye week, I got to see a lot more press conferences. They say the same thing, every <laughs> single one of them. Process about the process, blah, blah blah blah. They really do focus down on that week-to-week mentality, but while I say that after that Dallas game and Nick's pretty juiced up, Nick's probably got more energy than anybody I know with the exception of Hunter Brody. He's a juice guy, maybe Brandon Graham as well. He's a juice guy though. After Dallas, he was more excited than he usually is. So if I said the Eagles beat Kansas city in Kansas city on Monday night, and I see, Nick Sirianni bounding down the hallways in the bowels of Arrowhead Stadium. Is he going to be more excited for beating Kansas City than Dallas or less excited?
10: He'll probably be, uh huh. See, I think the reason why he was excited was he was like, Damn, all right, we got away with that one. So the emotions were so high because they almost blew it. Yeah,
5: Yeah, that's the
10: point. If they go beat the Kansas City Chiefs by, I don't know, 10 points or so, and you walk off comfortably, maybe it's a different feeling. But to your point, I bet you he goes, that's revenge. So hold on a second there, Nick. I thought it was just another game. Now all of a sudden you beat them and it it means more? I don't know. Uh, Look, we'll find out because John Clark will tweet maybe 24 hours before the game and say, I was told that Nick Sirianni showed them highlights of the Super Bowl loss last year, and uh, you know it's coming. So whatever, Uh, whatever. They they might just be spewing garbage to us and then having deeper internal meetings inside that room to get them all fired up. Whatever works, just go win the damn game.
4: Three most juiced guys I know, Nick Sirianni, Hunter Brody, Sam Kinison. That's the threesome I would – Put together, But that's just me. Uh, and some people are going, who the hell is Jody talking about? Others are going, oh, I know what you mean, Joe. Um, all right, Hunter, we've been debating this all week long. Need your input on it, too. The Eagles running game this year to this point as compared to last year has not been as good. Uh, specifically, you want to break it down over portions of the year. Uh, they had two mega running games week two and week three with DeAndre Swift going nuts in them. Not near as much the last couple of weeks that, oh, by the way, except for the Jets loss, they continue to win. But the running numbers are down and it's at least something to be looked at, if not concerned over. Why do you think the Eagles running game hasn't been
10: as effective here in 2023
4: as it was in 2022?
10: Are they in love with A.J. Brown and what he's doing? Is it just something to be said about he's a monster, so they just want to keep feeding the beast and and working those explosive plays that you know that they're obsessed with? I don't know. I mean, when you have that level of success and you really are having a monster, he's up there at this point. It's Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. You could put those three in the mix is arguably the best three in the league. When you have that, you get so enamored by it. Your eyes light up. You know they love explosive plays, so they keep... Trying to force that in there, which will become more difficult without Dallas Goddard, I'd imagine. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I have to imagine that's why. And they're having that success. So why shy away from something that's working so well? But I do think they got to at least get back to it to a minor degree here and start incorporating that back into uh, you know, look, if you want to keep su- keep sustaining those drives and milking six minutes off the clock, seven minutes off the clock and and working that identity, keeping Pat Mahomes off the field, their game plan last year in the Super Bowl I thought was magnificent and it would need the run game to work this week if they're going to do that again, which is have Mahomes on the sidelines. My only answer would be I guess they love what they're getting in the passing game so much that it's it's easy to commit to it because it's working.
5: Yeah, I, I well, yeah. Uh, what did Patrick Mahomes? I think he had 182 passing in the Super Bowl. If I would have gave Eagles fans, they're gonna give up 182 passing yards to Patrick Mahomes. They would have taken that, man.
10: Hell yeah. So,
5: yeah, they kind of they kind of feel like they let one get away, which I kind of uh, agree with to a certain extent. Now, you mentioned Dallas Goddard. Um I think because of last year, Hunter, uh he missed five games and the Eagles went five and zero. Oh. I think people kind of say "eh, uh, they'll they'll be fine without Dallas Goddard, but they forget those games. The first one was at Indianapolis, mm-hmm. which might have been the Eagles worst offensive yeah. performance of the year. Yeah, they did. Yeah,
10: he did. Yeah, he did. Uh,
5: Jalen uh, put him on his uh, back. Green Bay, then they started cooking. Tennessee, if people remember, Tennessee was devastated with injuries. They blew them out. The Giants are just terrible, and the Bears were terrible, Uh, and they struggled with the Bears. My point is, eh, pretty easy schedule. This time, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's San Francisco, it's Dallas you are you more concerned with not having Dallas Goddard for those games
10: it's a big loss and I don't want to pretend like it's not a huge loss it is a big loss I guess where my confidence level comes in is I just believe in the quarterback so much that you know and I know this is different it's not the same exact thing because one the Chiefs have Andy Reid and then there's a whole entire offseason to incorporate new stuff this is more on the fly but when you're a, 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 a great team led by a great quarterback pat mahomes had Tyreek Hill. they lose tyree kill it's how's this offense going to work well you just find ways because you have the head coach and the quarterback and to a, a thousand foot overhead view i'm going to use that i know there's a lot more to it but when you have the head coach and the quarterback that keeps winning and finding ways no matter what i feel they can find a way to survive without him now it it will hurt. And he does both. He blocks very well. Any passes catch can catch very well in the pass game. And I don't know if you have a tight end on this roster that could do both. They either can maybe help out in the passing game, or maybe it's stolen. He can help out in the blocking. You don't have the one guy that can be a threat to do both. But I think that there's enough talent, especially at the quarterback position with the head coach to find ways to get creative without him. That would be my answer, but I don't want to downplay the loss of what he brings, because it could be a tell. Well, here's Albert O. Well, we know what Albert O does, so we, we have a different view. If you're spags on maybe what the Eagles are trying to do on this down compared to if it's stole out there or something along those lines.
4: Do we really know what Albert
10: O does? I don't know. Can he catch the ball? I feel like in theory he can go catch it. He's at
5: athletic. He's caught it a <laughs> little bit with Denver. So you can at least look at past performance and How say, about
10: Julio Jones? Can we get a little more out of Julio maybe? Maybe yeah, we incorporate so, him differently.
5: Yeah. We got to see how much Julio has left in the tank, but you mm-hmm. know Julio could perform. The question is, you know, everything's not a stasis. Is he still going to be uh, a difference-making player? But he is going to be better than Jody's favorite, Quez Watkins, in yeah. theory. I would say Bradley Roby is going to be better than Sidney Brown, Eli Ricks, in theory. Cam Jurgens is going to be better than Suo Peta, Um, Tyler Steen at right guard, Eagles getting some players back as well. How much does that help?
10: Yeah, oh, it helps. It helps for sure. I had people screaming at me about Sean Desai over the last week, and I'm like, I think Sean Desai is doing everything he can with what he has. I mean, he's dealing with, a raw Sidney Brown. He's dealing with Eli Rickson. He's willing to try different things. One play, it's Brown. One play, it's Ricks. He's going here or put Slay on Lamb if he needs to. So he's doing everything in his power. He just doesn't have a lot to work with. You got to beg for your front to go in. And then Hassan Reddick wakes up. BG wakes up. Josh Sweat has a great rate of pressure in the quarterback. That's what you have to rely on when you have some unfortunate uh, injuries in your secondary. So to get Roby back in the slot, uh, Bradbury is, is happy having a rough little go here and that's problematic, but you think maybe you can just get Roby back. It can settle everybody down. Everyone can get back to maybe just taking a deep breath and realizing the bodies are there that are supposed to be there. And I thought Cunningham made some nice plays out there against Dallas. So yeah, I I believe that just getting everybody back in their place might let Sean Desai and the rest of the crew just take a deep breath. But uh, Bradbury's been a little rough around the edges, I'd say, which is a big drop off from last year. Hunter, I don't know if you heard
4: this earlier in the week uh, here on Bird 365, but John suggested to me that Quez Watkins might actually be ready to play, but uh, he's the ready. Eagles are holding <laughs> off on activating him because they've got roster crunches. And when I hear that, it just, it, you knock me over with a feather because the coach talks as if Quez Watkins is one of their key elements to their offense, that Quez makes everybody else around him better. Well, then how do you not get him active enough for this game without Dallas Goddard? If we're going to say the receiver, the other receivers other than Smith and and Brown, who of course are stars have to give you a little bit more. How can Quez Watkins not be part of that? You listen to the coach, (laughs) he's a key part of that. He's healthy and he's just sitting on the sidelines. What the hell?
10: That's a great point. It's a great point. And I'm also watching Rager this week do a little something, something too. So it's like, hey, all these. What great did Rager drivers. do? I missed well, I it. Did he ever touchdown or my nuts? I don't I know. People, he might have. ago. Or I don't know. Uh a couple weeks ago. I I just saw people talking about it on my timeline. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Quest, Qu- 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 come on. I can't stand that anymore. I'm done with Quest. i want Zacchaeus. I'll put Zacchaeus in there. He can do more. Is is J available? Is J jaw on the streets? I take J jaw over Quez Watkins right now. I'm done with this guy. He can block. Hey, hey. he's you a good who blocker. A, you know,
4: who made a big play last night, Nelson Aguilar. Oh, that's what yeah. I meant. I, catch I catch didn't run mean yeah. out the that.
10: I don't. Now came up big last yeah. night. That's Nelson, who yeah. I meant. I meant all these great wide receivers. No. I just forget they had some them all. great ones. That's yeah. it. I meant Aguilar. Boy, I, anyway. I, by the way, you just
5: mentioned some great names, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Jay Jaw, Jalen Rager, Nelson Aguilar. How spoiled has Philadelphia gotten so quickly with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith? Now it's like, oh, it's like. We got to get more people involved. Just enjoy AJ and Devontae. Don't worry yeah, about everybody for sure.
10: Else. But I want to say this, and I'll stand on this take to to, to the end of the world here. Nelson Aguilar, that Super Bowl baby, you don't win that great. Super Bowl First without best game now. He Se- ever played? That was amazing. Yeah, amazing. He doesn't get the respect he deserves around here. I want that a, for a the, take. The stars <laughs> aligning. Nick
5: Bowls. <laughs> forget about Nick Bowls. You know, fourth down to Zach Ertz. Nelson Aguilar had his best game ever. Defense couldn't stop him. Brandon makes the big play at the – Trey Burton, you know, he came back last week against as an Eagles legend. Yeah, <laughs> Eagles legend Trey Burton, uh, the trigger man of the... – Corey Clement, by the way, that was an incom- incomplete pass the whole season. And they said, you know what? We're going to change this at the last minute. Because yeah. they were getting too much crap. I like so that call. many things. Stars I like align. that call. Yeah. Stars And I,
4: I'll go you one minute. You're talking about making a big play at a big point. Derek Barnett is still here because of the strip sack in the 2017 Super Bowl. We're talking six years later, and he's still here because he stripped the ball from Tom Brady. So you're it at the right time. you can get a whole bunch of credit for it if you do it at the right time.
5: Now Brandon, get Brandon the credit. Brandon made the play. He strips. He stripped. Well, Eric fell.
4: Barnett fell on it. That's what yeah. I meant.
10: Yeah, yeah. but still That's falling right. on it's important. I gave what's oh, his important. name. Very important. I, I, I gave Steena a five minute standing ovation after last last week's performance yeah. for falling on the football. So come on now. How did he get
4: his hand in there? I thought that ball was turned over. I thought it was gone. Yeah, uh, you were. I, I I don't know that we mentioned that all week. We never gave Steen credit for that. You went that four minutes
5: deep. and fifty nine seconds too long because of the pass blocking. That's, whoa, whoa, so he whoa, Got beaten <laughs> so badly, he was ready <laughs> to pick up the football.
4: Your
10: Your show's called Birds Three Sixty Five, and you're telling me you didn't give Steen a round of applause? Did, That's a disgrace. Did not.
4: Shame on both of us for that. Uh-huh. You are correct. That was, I'll have to
10: talk to Joe Krause after this yeah, one. That
4: was that was a pretty big play by Mister Steen. All right, uh, but we won't be la- uh, worried about Mister this week or at least it looks that way cam Jergens back in at right guard for the eagles um could that be another reason why the last four weeks weren't as good as the first five weeks of the eagles running the football can one offensive lineman interior offensive lineman make that big a deal do you think the eagles run it better this week because they got Jergens back
10: they might just run it better because they run it better. I mean, Juergens is your best option at right guard. Obviously, yeah. Tyler Steen got thrown into the fire there and he had some nice moments. He had some ugly moments, which makes a lot of sense for where he's at in his career. But yeah, I mean, they they can for sure. They can run the ball better because Cam Juergens is your best option at right guard. But it's probably going to be more about Approach. Like, if they run it better, I think we'll be talking about the game plan being different and more willing to hand the ball off more. And uh, yeah. I actually liked what I, I got to give credit to Brian Johnson, even though we could talk about what happened late there where they were pinned back and this and that. I thought I saw the most creativity with some play design. I really liked the play where they lined up DeAndre Swift in the slot and had Kenneth Gainwell as the lead blocker and he's moving in motion. And I'm like, I don't know if I've seen Brian Johnson get into his bag like that a little bit. Maybe. Maybe we could see some of that with El You Get two running backs out there. Maybe we, but that's what doesn't Sirianni stress that all the time. Not every run is a technical run. Sometimes oh yeah. oh we, we yeah. incorporate Jody, Jody the short, loves pa- the loves short it. passes. Loves it. Yeah, hey, why not? Extension why, why of the not? running
4: that, game. That's an that's an Eagle coach specialty. <laughs> <laughs> used to say that. Extension say, of the running game. game. Shane, Shane, you talk about it all the time. A pass is a pass is a pass. Andy, same thing for you, Coach Nick. <laughs> If the quarterback takes it out of his hand and it goes like this, that's a pass. Even even this, as the little run in front, the the, the wide receiver uh, come around. But if you, yeah, throw but that it, to that's be fair,
5: to be fair, you know, you need a labeling system. Fans need a labeling system, and, and one's a run, and one's a pass, and that's what it's recorded as. But you know, Nick's example, Hunter was the jet sweep. Now, if you're if you're a team that lines up under center, that's going to be a run because the quarterback's going to turn around and hand the football behind him on a jet sweep. If you're a gun team, which the Eagles are with Jalen Hurts, they flip it ahead and it's a pass play. It's the same damn play. So Nick is right. But one it's recorded mm-hmm. as a run for one team as a pass for another team. He's got a point. I mean you can't you, you might want to haggle with some of the stuff, but that's a legitimate point. And
4: and just let me add this. I like the fact that it's a pass play because just in case there's a miss exchange and the ball goes to the ground, incomplete pass. Yeah, good. If point. you hand it to him, it's a ball and you can lose yes. the football. Yes. So good it's a good point, thing Jody. that it is a pass play.
10: But call it a pass play. Don't try and call it a run. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this about Brian Johnson because I'm seeing progress, right? But obviously fans were disappointed in the way it ended. Dallas getting the ball back to third and three to A.J. Brown. and I I, I know we're dating back to last week, but I don't like – or two weeks ago at this point, right? I don't know. But anyway, I didn't like the third and three to A.J. Brown. But that's just one play out of an entire game where I thought – Throughout four or five drives, they're scoring touchdowns every time. The red zone's getting better. I think we're seeing progress with him. I just feel like there's a, uh, you know, like, a, ah, about Brian Johnson that I, I'm i seeing Yeah, the I, I don't get year. it,
5: man. I yeah. don't get it, Hunter. I've been talking about. Right now, we're on track. Brian Johnson's one and done, man. If they continue <laughs> on this pace, he's out of here. He's a head coach in this league next year. Um, now, a lot of things can happen between now and the end of the season. Yeah. I I I don't know. I get I get the sense, and I brought this up last week. So ask you. I get the sense people like Sean Desai more than Brian Johnson. Yeah. Brian Johnson's piloting, you know, he's got more talent, let's be honest. Top five offense. They're number one in third down offense, Hunter. Number one. Number one in fourth down offense. Number one. Tough to get better. Um the defense, middle of the pack, 28th and pass defense. Yet I get the feeling more people are saying Sean's doing a good job than Brian's doing a good job. Yeah. And, and
10: we, yeah, I don't know. And I think it, it's the eye test, really, it's because we're going from Gannon to Desai. So that's one thing is where you're coming from. We loved Steichen because the way he had the flow of the game calling. And then we go to someone who's a little newer at it, who's who's done it in college, but look, he's not perfect. By no means is he perfect, and it started out ugly. So when you look at baby steps, no one's willing to give him because we're going to a Super Bowl. That's the mentality. So it's not like we have time to watch him grow over the first eight weeks. People want the results instantly, and I think because Gannon was so, this is my scheme, and this is what we're going to run, and it gets shredded, and there weren't really – I know, but but this is the difference. Like I mentioned earlier, you see one play, it's Eli Ricks. The next play, it's – us, that's true. It's in theory to them with the eye test, it's this guy's willing to adjust five seconds after something doesn't work, and you're going from someone we hate, and then on the offense, it's going from Shane Steichen, everyone we love, or everyone loves him, and then Johnson's going through growing pains. That's that's what I think is is going on. Jody, you're quiet. Well, you don't like our takeover here, do you? No, I don't. Um
4: <laughs> I I think that Sean Desai, you got a grade on a curve. Sean Desai has done a better job from what he was given than Johnson has because Johnson didn't uh, who is the equivalent of uh the two linebackers who came in, uh replacing two guys who are pretty damn good that the Eagles spent a buck 380 on both of them. Um, Eli Ricks, undrafted rookie free agent, outside corner. Hey Eli, why don't you play some slot? Really? Are you going there? um the fact that they're bringing in a, a guy to replace a Justin Evans who was okay at best when he came in what changes what 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 hurdles did Brian Johnson have to get over on offense DeAndre well, Swift he's never called, he's never called for he, Miles he's, Sanders is that really that big a difference okay he, 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 well, he was dealt a better hand than Desai was because the Eagles and rightfully so Harry Rosen, I'm not saying how he made mistakes he had to play replace a whole bunch of different guys. The offense was basically ten out
10: of the eleven same guys coming back. I, I don't disagree with that. I think it's more just about the idea of even though there's a lot of talent there, he's never done it. And over, t- I think in the beginning, I was right there with you. I'm like, this is a little confusing. The red zone play calls. But from where we are now at eight and one, from where we were three games into the season with that stuff, it's been a, it's been a huge improvement. And I don't think he's getting the respect that he deserves from weeks, let's say one, two and three with all the struggles to where we are now, unless behind the scenes, they removed some stuff from his plate and we don't know about it, which would then change how I feel. But I think now a lot of what we were angry about has improved.
5: Uh, I, I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that Nick Sirianni ain't calling plays. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. He doesn't (laughs) want anything to do with it. Uh, it's kind of amazing how quickly he's like, "Eh, you know what? I'm a better head coach without getting bogged down by play calling. And I give him a ton of credit for that. Now there are other guys, Kevin Petulo. I always say is probably the biggest name that nobody talks about because he's got He's the closest one to Nick Suriani. He's got the coach's ear on everything. But uh, um, no, Brian's doing a good job. I think Sean's doing a good job. But I would say this about the adjustments, and I put that – I hate that term, I freely yeah. admit, because it, that fans throw it around. You got to adjust. You got to adjust. Don't tell me that. Tell me what the adjustment is. What What? What do you want done? Um, uh, too many people Bl- – Blitzing blitzing yeah, there's well, your answer. there yeah uh too many pants. say you got to adjust what does that mean what 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 does that mean but it, the point with the the slot and you said he's willing to try different things and jody knows i gave him credit for that back in the preseason i said you know that's pretty interesting uh talked to bradbury again yesterday you know he said It was for emergencies. Why was cross training in the slot? I thought that, yeah, that's unique and that's pretty, I think, bright and and a good thing to do. As he rolled through these nine bodies through the first nine weeks, I started to shift a little bit. It's not his fault. The injuries aren't his fault. But at some point, the old saying, you got to shit or get off the pot, Sean, make a decision. I Mm. think that hurt them. Later in the first half, all this piecemealing back and forth. Yeah, you're up against it. But you got to put your best player. Who's your best player in the slot? I don't know because they never made a decision, Hunter. So well, if they had, who would you have picked, John? I would have picked Sydney, Sydney Brown. Just just let him go, man. He's so athletic. Yeah, he's gonna make mistakes. Um, but they all perform poorly. I would yeah and after the Cindy buyer
10: Brown. trade, you were able to do that. I think well yeah. then Sidney Brown was also not available for you for a little bit of time, too, there. So but Bayern's yeah. been a little disappointment in coverage, I'd say. Yeah, he yeah. Out yet.
5: I don't know how much he has left. We'll we'll get to see this week with Kelsey. He's had a lot of success with Kelsey in this past. Uh, we'll see how much he has left. But I do think he's a really smart things are gonna calm down with him and Roby. I think that's comfortable. I think that's They might not be great, but they're going to know how to play. They're going to be solid. And I think things are going to structure. But that's where I was with Sean Desai. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then it became, all right, you've seen everybody. Now make a decision.
10: I felt similar to that at one point. It was like, I like the fact that he's willing to try. But sometimes I think he was too quick on the trigger where you don't even know if this is going to work yet. And he already kind of gave up on it. So I I felt that way at one point, too. All right. Uh, one more thing before we let you run, Broads. By the way, uh,
4: there will be an offensive coordinator in the NFL this year, twenty twenty three. Will be a head coach in twenty twenty four, and it will be B Johnson. But it will not be the Eagles' offensive coordinator. It'll be Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Lions, who will. Get
5: I think a it'll head be coach. both B Johnsons. How about that? Ooh. You both. think it'll be both? I All think right.
10: the, the Lions have a better shot. I think than than Brian does currently, as we sit here today. If I was a betting man, of course. Yeah. I, oh yeah,
5: I, Ben's farther along. Right, Ben's yeah. going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, I think they oh, both are. I don't. There's going to be a lot of openings. Two B openings. Johnsons
4: being hired yeah. during this off season. McMullen's on record. He says both. I'll say one, and I think it's going to be Ben. I'm not sure Brian's getting a, a, an offense a head coaching gig just yet. All right, uh, Hunter Brody, need you on the record. Eagles Chiefs Monday. Everybody can check out Broads Media, and uh, we give you the right to change your mind between now and Monday. But right no now, right. got to make right a, here, right, right now, now, we need a
10: pick. Oh, Bert, come on now. We're going Eagles 28-23. How about that? The Chiefs right. oh, average. Chief, I should 20- know what the over-under number is on this game, and I don't shame on Ooh. me. So the, the my thing is the Chiefs average. I looked up some numbers. Look at that. They call me research, all right? The, Eagle, uh, the Eagles average 28 points per game, which is third in the league with San Francisco. i it's that's pretty good. This Chiefs offense is not the same Chiefs offense in years past. They're only, <clears throat> excuse me, averaging 23 points per game. If you hold them to their average, you got to win this ballgame, fellas. No?
5: Yeah, I would think so.
10: In their I, last I, three I, games, I, I want, they're averaging only, 20.
4: It's only 45 and a half. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that's a little bit low. I would have thought 47, 48, 45 yeah. and a half. So you got an easy
10: over at 20. I do have it. Even. It's making me reconsider a little bit, but I'll stick to my guns.
5: Now, here, here is the most because I got a bunch of, uh, I'll leave you here. Broads81 on X slash Twitcher. <laughs> You're going right. X on me, huh? Yeah, going X yeah. on you. Um, <laughs> I got a bunch of, you mentioned research. I got a bunch of over-unders uh, from, the, uh, uh, from email. This one stood out to me because of the way the Chiefs have been playing. You mentioned offensively. Is this about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes or how bad the Eagles' passing defense has been? The over-under for Patrick Mahomes' passing yards in this game, 282.5. That is a big number. For the way they've been playing,
10: Eagles defense. There's your answer. I think it's based off of the fact that they're seeing the passing numbers that other teams are doing and realizes a chance for him to to put up something big. I'd imagine.
5: Boy, I'd imagine that that one opened my eyes. I'm like, really? They gave up 182 to him in the Super Bowl, but that's how bad the Eagles pass defense. Right,
4: but here's the two things. Now I'm going to be Patrick Mahomes defender. Um, two things that kind of shortchange Patrick Mahomes' passing yards in the Super Bowl. Number one, you lose a possession right in the middle of the game. Jalen Hurts decides to dribble the football, they pick it up, they run it in. That's Patrick Mahomes not getting a chance to accumulate any yards.
5: Well, they'll take it. They'll take it. I I didn't say they turned
4: it down. I'm just (laughs) noting why he only came in at 182. And they had
5: the long punt return, Exactly
4: right. If they don't get the ball at the 10-yard... When you you start your drive at the nine-yard line, you can only throw for so many yards. So I think... By the way,
5: this is a great uh, prop bet as well. What will be said first on the telecast? Taylor Swift, Tush, Push, or Brotherly Shove.
10: What about Carissa Thompson? Is she on that list? Ah, yeah. yeah. No,
5: she's no, she's Monday Amazon, night.
10: Right? She's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah, she, they're actually, not going to mention Carissa. She did it yesterday. I yeah. guess no mention at all. Huh? No, no, uh, no all.
4: They'll, they'll leave her out of the Monday night broadcast. On.
6: Uh,
4: Hunter, always a pleasure, brother. Appreciate you coming in. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks. Thanks for doing it today. And, uh, of take course. Care of, take care of the missus. Yes, well
10: When When is the due date? So we have four weeks from yesterday. Nice. Getting yeah. Cool. Start panic. Um. No, it, but it's definitely getting more real.
5: And and, and and enjoy that last four weeks of energy, my friend. I enjoy know. Enjoy it. I know. Uh, I it's know. It's going to be sapped from you. The yep. sapped
4: Hunter Brody. The next time he's here on Bird Street Six. Well, no, we'll try and get John again before. We right. can do that. Yeah, it might might not be for weeks thereafter. The wife yeah. brings down the hammer. You're not going on that stupid show with McMahon and McDonald's. Yeah. So, yeah, she we'll, said that
10: this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: will we will, we will, will definitely get you on before. By the way,
5: <laughs> city, city brotherly love hat. Is that a Sixers hat or just in general?
10: Yeah, it's a Sixers. I don't know where the logo is. Right, yeah, it's Sixers. All it's right. Sixers. And can can Sixers. Well done.
5: Know.
4: It's Thank not you. signed by Al Horford. That's the one thing we know for sure. I Brody, always a pleasure. Thanks, bud. See you guys. Honor Brody here with us on Birds 365. All right. Uh, yes, they are expecting their first. He and Mrs. Brody are expecting their first within the next month. We'll get Hunter back up. All right. McMahon McDonald coming back to put a bow on the show. Stay there.
6: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
2: And the big story on Action
3: News.
6: Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
2: E A G L E S Eagles. Alright,
4: bringing a football Friday to a close here on Birds 365. I need two things out of you, Johnny Mac. Number one, walk through the full-blown practice. What are, is this? Coordinator day, which is kind of weird because it's late in the week because it's a Monday or whatever. What do you got going over in South Philly?
5: Uh, yeah, it is coordinator day. Probably not going to make it down for Sean Desai. That's happening this morning. Um, full-blown blown practice um, and uh, locker room as well. So we got to talk to a lot of guys yesterday. Uh, Jalen Carter is supposed to talk today, so he's going to get asked the shop, uh, uh, shoplifting question uh, at some point. I know a lot of people are hyper-focused on that, but uh, I don't think there's much to it, but he'll get to talk about it today, probably. Um, so that might turn into the biggest story of the day.
4: The uh, Tarjay is what I like to call the store that he had the incident in there. The Tarjay question for uh, Mr. Carter today should be interesting. All right, I need one prediction out of you. Not who's going to win the Eagles and Chiefs game on Monday. We'll wait for Monday for that. Derek Barnett, DNP, coach's decision, or he's going to go in and get his eight snaps this weekend against Kansas City which way are you leaning on Derek Barnett's status for Monday night Yeah that's an
5: interesting one I I you know as I said it he's be, a healthy scratch that's an indication they have pulled the plug if if not that's an indication that they were um, more concerned about uh the uh, Dallas special teams uh unit which I know they were concerned about um I will say Ben Van Schumer and even without N'Kobe Dean is not going to be elevated again. Um as far as Derek Barnett How do I you know that. Think, eh, it's just he's not ready to play. Um did he not yeah. do a
4: good job on specials last
5: week? Um I I haven't checked the grades. Um no, I I'm sure he responded. I didn't notice him doing anything wrong. I just think that was Dallas centric, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um
4: but you said uh, you're not going to be elevated. You made a pretty definitive statement. Oh, I don't think they're. I think why. they'll.
5: I think they'll. They won't be as concerned. So I don't think. Oh, okay. Right.
4: They're, I, I, they're, I thought maybe Van uh, Sumeren did something or no something.
5: That, no, I think it was Dallas-centric. Yeah. They wanted a, a a better special teams player up. I think Derek has more to do with Nolan Smith and I they don't seem to think Nolan's ready either. So it's kind of like they're in the same position they were last year where they don't have that fourth edge rusher they have confidence in and they want to find him. And hopefully that would be Nolan Smith by this point. But So I'm more concerned about Nolan Smith than Derek Barnett um, and why he isn't getting more time. Um, And now... That's, that's that's a bigger deal to me.
4: And getting Josh Sweat and Asan Reddick on the field for more plays is never a bad thing because that's, they're as good as they are. But you do run the risk. If they're out there, there's potential for injury and or wearing down over the course of the season. So it's a balancing act that the Eagles are trying to strike. Going into Monday's game against Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know yet if you will be on the road for Monday or already there on Monday yet. We do not have your travel plans locked in yet, do we, Mac?
5: Uh, no, not yet. Uh, but it's looking like a Monday in, so I might be out, but uh, uh, who knows?
4: All right, so that <laughs> this is what's known as a tease. Yeah.
5: Will John McMullen be with
4: me here on Monday here on Birds 365? He doesn't know. I don't know. Therefore, you don't know. But I'll be here on Monday in two and two days, that is for sure.
2: You've been listening to Birds 365.